Hi, Jeremiah. It's Daddy. Today is March 13th, 2022. And for our 10th episode, I wanted to talk about a mindset to pursue during a crisis. And this thinking specifically focuses on what we will be doing when our inevitable end happens. I'm hoping it doesn't happen for many, many decades from now, but like all mere mortals, we know there will be a day when we receive bad news, or worse, when something out of our control, something disastrous, strikes us. And I wonder, what will we be doing in that exact moment when it happens? The reason this question came up is because there is quite a bit of chatter of doom and gloom with the escalating violence in Ukraine, and nuclear threats are rising again. As we see gasoline prices soaring, our stock market plummeting, and the media coverage of what's happening around the world, it's very tempting to experience despair and let our minds be consumed with lots of what-ifs and doomsday scenarios. These thoughts can make us go down a very distracting rabbit hole that won't bring out our best. And that's why I wanted to share a perspective offered by C.S. Lewis in 1948 when he wrote an essay titled On Living in an Atomic Age. This is the time shortly after the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the fear about atomic technology had gone rampant. Even though that was almost 75 years ago, C.S. Lewis's wisdom is as relevant as ever. Special thanks to my friend Ian for sharing this author's essay with me. So here is what C.S. Lewis wrote. In one way, we think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply, why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year, or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night, or indeed, as you are already living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented, and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors, anesthetics. But we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts. Not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies, a microbe can do that, but they need not dominate our minds." End quote. 
C.S. Lewis's perspective truly resonates with me. We cannot let fear and misery dominate our thoughts. If a catastrophe like this were to happen, do I want to spend my last precious moments overwhelmed and paralyzed by terror? No. I want to live my last moments the way I am doing now, focusing on my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. To be the light and source of comfort and strength to the very end. I also want to know that my life left an impact for them and beyond. If anything, any bad news prompts me to take action. For a crisis happening thousands of miles away, I feel compelled to donate to nonprofit organizations that already have operations and are directly helping where the crisis is. I embrace the opportunities to give encouragement and support to those who already are down and in that dark place. If we can give hope to the hopeless, life to the lifeless, and joy to the joyless, I know I'm doing God's work. And above all, to enjoy life and be that source of energy, positivity, and inspiration for others. You know, one person who reminds me and inspires me to cling to this mindset is your mom. She is consistently thoughtful and generous with her energy and time. Last night, for example, she organized an evening for her brother, your Uncle Corey, and Auntie Caitlin to go out for a date night, while your mom planned a very fun gathering for you, Jeremiah, and your cousins to play together, watch the latest Pixar film called Turning Red, and enjoying a yummy home-cooked meal. This kind of hospitality is such a gift, especially to parents with young children. In this season of life, date nights are super important to revitalize the fun and joy for couples, especially when they can be exhausted from work and the demanding needs of raising a young family. So when your mom can give your aunties and uncles a few hours of freedom, and plan a very fun time for you and your cousins to hang out, there is this massive joyful effect that I've observed over the years. You can feel it and see it on your aunties and uncles' faces when they come back to our home after watching a movie and having a dinner date. It's their smiles, their affectionate body language, the excited chatter in their voices, and that sparkle in their eyes. It's magical how a few hours of relaxation and fun can change even the most tired minds. And when they pick up your cousins and go home, we know they have that renewed energy to be the best loving parents they can be. Last night, your mom made that possible. She is so thoughtful and generous, and I'm learning from her every day. And it's not like she created this idea. No, this act of kindness and thoughtfulness has been modeled and gifted to us by loved ones who have more experience in raising children, like your grandparents, like your Uncle Mark and Auntie Diana, and others. It is this ripple effect of lifting others up that makes life wonderful and meaningful. So yes, if when a nuclear bomb or a virus or something catastrophic comes, let it come find us when we are doing sensible and human things, things that give us life. We look forward to doing this with you and those around us until the very end and beyond. Love you.